What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. We are back from the holidays and ready to start cooking, probably. I am Adam Weider alongside Fanside. It's MLB Insider Robert Murray. And oh boy, we were hoping for a deluge of deals. Maybe that deluge comes after the arbitration deadline or maybe Shota Imanaga's deadline or whatnot. We got a few to parse through, but mostly we just got comments from frustrated fan bases, angry at their GMs for consistent inactivity. And here to break it down with me as always, Robert Murray. Robert, how you doing? I'm great, man. I got to admit, I'm bored. <laughs> this offseason is officially getting to me. And <laughs> I thought this was going to end up being the week that the offseason heated up. And I had heard rumblings even after Christmas that the market was starting to percolate and that they thought deals were going to be happening. But it's more of the same. And it seems like, as Jeff Passan of ESPN wrote, it's probably going to be around January 12th when things start to really heat up. So recommend staying patient. But that being said, that being said, we do have uh, plenty of information for you here today. So I recommend staying tuned. Uh, Adam Weiner, how are you doing? I am good. I am also bored. I think it's very funny. And Ethan Fisher in the comments just said the Pirates have a day and a half to add a starting pitcher before someone commits an actual crime at Pirates Fest. <laughs> we might be approaching a record-setting number of fan bases who are going to lob furious comments at their executives the next time they are available on stage. I know the Red Sox have a winter weekend and somehow the Red Sox have been like the most active team of all the most frustrated fan base and the team that's actually done something. Cubs convention is this weekend. Best of luck to the fine folks attending the Cubs convention. Cause I, oh, if I have to read, uh, you know, is Jed a sleepy Jed hibernation Hoyer. I get where you're all coming from, but uh, yeah, I guess sleepy Hoyer yeah. is going to have to wake up and sit on stage and answer questions at the Cubs convention. We are uh, just getting crushed here, but we do have some deals to parse through. We are going to talk of course, Chris Sale and what comes next. Robert's going to take a little victory lap on Lucas Giolito to the Padres added a Korean closer to their new look bullpen. Ross Atkins comments have left Blue Jays fans a little bit cold. And we are going to take some questions from our all-stars and questions from the commenters here today. And on that note, 
Become a YouTube member and join the Discord if you haven't. Today's sponsor is that. Today's sponsor is jo joining the uh, YouTube channel as a member, joining the Discord, multiple levels at which you can join at. We recommend the rumor mill tier where you get access to the channel where Robert is dropping scoops and we are all bantering all day and all night. The all-star tier is slightly more expensive. It gets you access to a monthly Zoom call with Robert and myself. We did the first one in December. It was underrated, extremely fun. Uh, so you get a chance to join that. You also get priority in questioning for live shows. Again, some of your all-star questions will go to the front of the line later. We like to say, be the most informed fan in baseball. And I feel like everyone from the Discord who shows up in the comments on these shows says they love it. Uh, or they say crazy stuff. One of the two things, they're either absolutely off the rails or they say they love the Discord. And guess what? Whether you're a normal or a, a wild person, we we love you just the same. That is exactly right. And the Discord is where I have legit dropped stuff in there before I've even tweeted it. Like I even tweeted or I even put the Zach Plesak deal uh, with the Angels in the Discord before that. I've hinted at trades. I've I've done all sorts of different stuff. I answer questions seemingly 24-7 in that. So it's very active, a great community. Um, I will never steer you guys in the wrong direction, but I could not recommend joining the Discord more. That is a really cool environment, and you will be, as I like to say, the most informed fan in baseball. And then speaking of being informed, I think we should dive into some stuff that's been going on around the league. Even I think we should, yeah, too. Let's do it. I think we should dive right into some stuff that's been going on across the league. Yeah. Um, I can make fireworks occur on my screen. Good for me. Yeah, I can do that. Robert can't. Someone be taking advantage oh, of that a couple gift. times uh -oh. throughout the show. Did I freeze? Yeah, I'm gonna get gift on that. Yeah, oh. no, of me just going like that. I'm looking like a total <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Oh We're gonna god. Get, that's gonna get pinned to uh, MLB scoops next time to replace <laughs> the other clip. I still have that account blocked, by the way. Uh, <laughs> what an absolutely horrific account MLB Scoops is. Do not follow that, whoever that is. What, like, what the hell? We're just giving them more material. I like the MLB executive burner. I don't know what that person's deal is. I don't necessarily Nuts. believe them, but I enjoy following whatever they have to say. Uh, I mean, let's dive right into it because the number of, we are just trying to, we've been trying to parse through what's bubbling below the surface like a million different times lately, but actually there has been some information that has been floated today that kind of feels or, or re recently that, that kind of feels pertinent here. The pitching market, if I had to pick a market, it does feel like the pitching market is beginning to clarify a little bit, even though Scott Boris is pulling the strings with Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell. We all know that he's got both. So that's sort of a reason why things are not moving quite so much, but people are starting to say, Hey, maybe Texas does have the money for Jordan Montgomery. And maybe that's where he wanted to be all along. That narrative is starting to spread. Uh, Blake Snell privately being interested in joining the Yankees is starting to spread, which doesn't mean he's going to be a Yankee to me, but it does mean, Hey, maybe we're getting closer to the stage where we need to put pressure on some other interested teams uh, because those markets are starting to heat up just a little bit, or maybe that's wishful thinking on my part. What are you hearing about these things slightly below the surface that could resolve sooner rather than later in that 12th, you know, that January 12th period? Yeah, I like you make a good point when you first mentioned uh, Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. What they both have in common um, is that they're represented by Scott Boris and Boris is notoriously known as a very pro or like a very like he's a very careful. He uh, does not move things fast in free agency he waits for the best deal and 
sometimes that can frustrate teams. It can frustrate fans and it's, it can drag the market like it's doing right now. And every indication that I have gotten is that we're not close to a Montgomery or a Blake Snell decision. And like the rumors connecting Montgomery to the Rangers, I do think there's some validity to it, but I think it all stems um, to whether or not they end up getting that TV deal done. And I know there was a report from John Heyman suggesting that there's, there's hope that will get done some, sometime in the near future. Can't remember his exact phrasing, but it was something along those lines. And once that ends up happening, then I think we could see some movement with the Montgomery uh, sweepstakes there. Cause um, like Montgomery clearly enjoyed his time in Texas. It was obviously it was like he was traded there. So he only spent a brief amount of time, but he won a world series likes to compete. So Texas would be appealing. Uh, there's been more reports linking Montgomery to the Yankees and surely there's going to end up being other teams that are linked there as well, but I don't anticipate a Montgomery decision anytime soon. Blake Snell, like, I mean, if you look at some of the teams that could be in there, uh, you got the giants, the angels have been linked publicly. Now the Yankees, there's surely going to be plenty of other teams in there as well, considering he's the best starting pitcher in the market right now. Um, whether or not, I think the biggest question with him is whether or not he ends up getting 200 million. I don't have a good feel for it, but the state of the pitching market now, I guess he can't rule anything out. But the name that I think is probably going to end up going first is Imanaga. And as a recent reports have suggested, that $100 million price tag has become increasingly likely. Not a certainty, but it's getting, it's to the point of pretty likely at this point. The, I'm going to be on my soapbox for two seconds and then get back down and start talking about the offseason. Baseball's in such a good place right now. Fans locally are so plugged in. Fans are so intelligent. The fans who want to know about the game are, are so locked in at this moment in time. The World Series champion should never have to be fighting for a TV deal the offseason after winning the World Series. I'm sorry. It's too popular a sport for that to be a legitimate worry and something that has to get worked out. Okay, great. Back down off my soap. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Blake Snell's deal, you know, you mentioned $200 million. It does feel like that's sort of a prohibitive spot at this point because teams, I feel for players like Snell and players like Cody Bellinger, even six years ago, you would have said that they probably hit the market at the absolute perfect time to hit the jackpot, like huge bounce back season for Bellinger. Snell wins the literal Cy Young, but all teams have access to the same data. They know Blake Snell's worrisome walk rate. They know Cody Bellinger's worrisome advanced metrics. And so even five, six years ago, I think you would have seen three, four, five teams getting to that level. And now teams are almost outsmarting themselves, you know, because they all have the same data file. And they're all saying that the same predictive thing about these players, the player's real value. I mean, Blake Snell is a Cy Young winner. He's probably going to be great next year. He's probably going to be great for at least two of the, or three of the years on the long-term deal that you sign him to. 
you wonder, is there any truth to this short-term high AAV thing that got floated? I think it was Chris Cotillo of Mass Live said, maybe that's an approach that some teams could take in the Snell market, or, or does he still have hope? And that the market still has hope that he'll be able to get to that big number for a longer guarantee. Yeah, I, I think nothing should be ruled out in terms of Snell or any free agents because we've seen teams in the past get creative with how they end up structuring these contracts. They've done uh, short-term deals with a higher AAV or they've done longer-term deals with a lesser AAV to, to lessen the payroll hit. And I, I think with Snell, they could, they could get creative there. Um, I think with a guy like a Josh Hader type, I think that could be a, an option at play. I think just for a lot of these guys, it's it's an option. And I, I'm like in terms of the top guys here, especially like Snell, especially a Montgomery or Hader. I am really curious to see when that market starts to to really heat up. And I, literally, as we're we're talking here, I got a text from someone uh, who's very very plugged in on certain things and i asked him what the state of the market is right now and he said ain't it, it ain't hot yet so it's basically a case of as i started the show with we're gonna have to be patient and i think that really is gonna be in the case with a lot of the top guys here as well it's just a tough off season where obviously you have these huge free agents holding up the market but you also have a lot of the top names are a lot of high variants like Hate, you're gonna have to commit a lot of money in a lot of years to Josh Hader, a closer who goes up and down, is kind of erratic, is a all all star level talent without a doubt. But there are question marks there. There are absolutely question marks with Blake Snell, and there are question marks about Jordan Montgomery's ceiling and and Cody Bellinger's data and recent history and and roller coaster career. So these are the names at the top of the market. It's harder to get these guys paid what you're hoping to. Um, and, and speaking of. Uh, a team that's been active and a roller coaster of a player. It's probably worth talking about the Boston Red Sox, who actually managed to get something done over the weekend. Two things, um, one of which I definitely know you want to talk about, but they signed Lucas Giolito wow. to a deal that ultimately ends up being $19.5 million, uh, guaranteed for next year. And there's sort of an option year there. It's, it's for sure a one year deal might be a two year, $38.5 mil. They also trade Chris Sale. To Atlanta, Atlanta then reworks his contract and extends him today. They get Vaughn Grissom out of that, pretty top-tier talent, potential middle infield fix. And the reason they get Vaughn Grissom is because they pay $17 million of Chris Sale's final year. The Red Sox clear salary there, but not much, and it's not a long-term salary they cleared. It's just a 2024 commitment. So I ask... We're hearing from the Red Sox side of things that they're telling free agents they need to clear more money before they can get anything done. What do they do now? What are they eyeing and what was the purpose of what they did over the weekend? Where do they see themselves now that they've gotten Giolito in and sail out? Yeah, I think those reports were, I think there's validity to them for sure. And the obvious candidate, if they do move a player, is probably going to be a guy like Kenley Jensen. And the, like he's been their best closer for quite some time and, or in quite some time, I should say. And moving on from a player like Jensen would be really difficult, but it would allow them to do some different things in free agency, maybe add another bat. Maybe it's add like a, well, cause they've been connected to Teoscar Hernandez. They can end up being 
Um, they could end up adding another starting pitcher. I know Ken Rosenthal connected them to uh, Imanaga, so they can do that. They can. There's another one they've been connected to publicly has been Jordan Montgomery. So they can they can do an abundance of different things. But like the issue that I have with this is that the Red Sox they are a big market team. They are they should not have to be pinching pennies and having to trade a really good closer um, in Kenley Jensen in order to upgrading another part of the lo- other part of the roster. That just to me that is not how the Boston Red Sox should be. They're operating as if they're a small market team, and at this point. It's clear that it wasn't a Heim Bloom thing. This is clearly an ownership thing. And I feel bad for Heim because when he went from Tampa Bay to Boston, you had to have imagined he thought he'd be working with a much bigger payroll and he was going to be able to do a lot of different things. That is clearly that clearly was not the case when he was there. And now Craig Breslow is having to operate under the same thing and trading a Chris Sale type, which um yeah, even Sale said today he had his best moments of his career in Boston, but also the worst moments of his career in Boston. A really just a unique tenure in Boston. And then signing a guy like Lucas Giolito. Um, so it's I'm curious to see how exactly they operate this offseason, but the fact that they're still operating like a small market team drives me nuts. And I do give him credit, though, for signing Lucas Giolito. By the way, I remember on this la- on the last podcast – I marked this down because I wanted to make sure that you did this. Yeah, so I got absolutely clowned on Twitter for saying that Lucas Giolito was going to be getting around $20 million a year. That The AAV on it um, from the two-year deal is $19.25 million. It, it, like I, I wanted to point it out. I'm usually a very humble person, but, um, yeah, that was that was wild. That uh, Yeah, I, I – of all the things I said on that last podcast, I did not expect that to be the one that ended up taking on the life of its own on Twitter. So um, clearly the starting pitching market is hot. I will tell you the other starting pitching prices are going to really surprise some people. Um, and I even like, I'm getting a question now from Canyon Swartz, who I believe is a member of the all-star tier. Oh um, yeah. Very. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very loyal guy right there. We appreciate you Canyon. Yes, we um, do. But the Ariel Rodriguez news, there's been there was reports that a decision was close. I had not independently confirmed those, but it would not surprise me if the AAV on that one was around like eight to ten million for about four or five years. I think that is probably where it's going to end up. Um, I don't know where he's going to go, but the price there is more is, is higher than I expected it to be uh, entering the offseason for sure. That one is, I'm prepared to be shocked. And I think we still don't even have clarity on which teams view him as a starter, which teams view him as a reliever and what he's going to end up being. The Frankie Montas deal made my brain leak out of my ears. I understand that pitching is tough to come by, but that's a guy who threw an inning last year. One inning with with a shoulder issue that took him out for, you know, an uncorrected shoulder issue that made him struggle in 2022, surgically repaired, and then he barely pitched last year. That in the past would have felt like it's a guy with all-star upside. We all know that, but he's going to take a year to get back to that level. So one year, seven and a half million dollars incentives take you up to 12, 13, something like that to just see him guaranteed 16 off the jump from a team that the Reds rightfully think they're in the wild card race, think they're in the central race next year. Like 
they were in the playoff race last season. That's not a team like the Royals just using their surplus budget on Frankie Montas so they could trade him at the deadline. That's a team with designs on contending, paying market value that has been set for a guy who's just a total question mark. So in the past, you could we were throwing Montas into the Yankees rotation as like the sixth starter over here in New York. We're like, well, they'll pay him like seven and a half mil and then they'll get somebody else. 16 guaranteed for one year. I mean, that's where we're at right now. And that's why we're not moving. Oh, absolutely. It is. And like, it makes you wonder what a guy like a Michael Lorenzen or a Mike Clevenger or someone along those lines is going to end up getting here in free agency. Cause the prices are just really freaking high. And, and I'm, I'm right there with you. When I saw the terms for the Frankie Montas deal, that was a lot higher than I had anticipated uh, entering the off season too. And the reds are just a really, they're a unique team. And I was talking to somebody on the phone about this this morning. Um, like I thought the reds, like obviously adding Heimer Candelario is only further making that infield just a, just a surplus of a lot of different options. And I'm really curious to see how they end up uh, managing that entering the season. Uh, but it was good value. It was really good value. And I thought that deal was more team friendly than the projections entering the off season. But the, the Frankie Montas deal, I get it. There's upside there. Um, but that being said, if that's going to be their last move of the offseason, I don't necessarily understand it because I think that team is just – they got a really high ceiling with all that young talent. You add Candelario, you add Montas. To me, you keep putting the foot on the gas pedal, sign another – maybe another pitcher, maybe get a guy like Michael Taylor in the outfield who I believe I had heard them link to Taylor in the offseason here. Um, to me, they should be going for it, but they should not be stopping at Montas, which that deal was – as I said, it was higher than I thought for sure. Yeah, I was stunned. I mean, you you had prepped me that he might be aiming higher than what I was thinking, but I definitely did not see it going to that level and definitely not in that location. Um, well, if we want to talk discontent more, we might as well touch on Ross Atkins and the Blue Jays uh, because I know we have a lot of fans in the Discord that are asking about him, specifically from the All-Star channel today. Williams wins asked us what we can draw from the Ross Atkins comments. I plan to talk about him anyway. It's a good spot. Um, Blue Jays fans seem upset because they their offseason over the course of the last month went from Otani is on a plane to join our roster to we still have not made that offensive upgrade, and now Isaiah Kiner-Falefa might be the starting third baseman. Uh, what I took away from Atkins is that he said there there is maybe only – he said it's closer to one – than rather two or three bats being added to the roster. He also essentially closed the door on Matt Chapman, said, quote, we feel really good about the team we have between Santiago Espinal, Kevin Biggio, and Isaiah Conner-Falefa. We have opportunities to deploy different lineups and different players playing third base potentially. Now, a lot of chatter has been around trading Espinal, so that could be gassing him up a little bit before he explores deals. But it seems like the Blue Jays are, are going to try to add a bat, but, but maybe just one guy, and, and they're not exactly going full throttle either. What are you hearing about Toronto's latest ambitions? What do you foresee from them? Yeah. So I remember I read those comments because I was following along with that press conference because I thought that was going to be a really interesting one to see exactly what Ross Atkins said because Angels or uh, not Angels, but uh, Blue Jays Twitter was just it was all over the place. And I, I, I feel in the blank new- Twitter like every team Twitter yeah. is mad right now. <laughs> Oh, it's it's crazy. Like to according to Twitter, all thirty GMs are hibernating. Like there was even I even got someone saying that Andrew Friedman was was hibernating, and it's like 
The guy spent $1.1 billion. Like, this guy is not hibernating. He's freaking eating the entire jar of the, I don't know, but it's freaking, it's unbelievable. It's crazy what he's doing. And I, I, I give him credit. Um, but go, going with, uh, going back to the Blue Jays here, getting back on track, because, yeah, we got a little sidetracked there for a second. Um, <laughs> but to me, that red like he was trying to regain leverage back in contract talks with, with some of these free agents, like, a um, well, I, cause the market prices just right now are so high and teams just are not willing to budge on them, especially when it comes to pitching. Um, but I still anticipate the blue Jays adding another batter to, they cannot be done at this point. Like, cause if they end up going into the off season, um, trying to get a Juan Soto or a Shohei Otani type, and then leaving it, with Kiermaier and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, that fan base will be up in arms. Like that just, that can't happen. So I anticipate my read on it, and this is my speculation, this is not sourced, but that to me felt like it was a leverage play by Ross Atkins, and they may end up just waiting for the prices to come down and then striking on a guy like a Jock Peterson or someone along those lines and maybe another bat as well. I don't know about their chances with a, a Matt Chapman or a Cody Ballinger. I know Ben Nicholson Smith kind of um, put some cold water on on those two when it comes to the Blue Jays. I can't say I've heard anything like that. I haven't heard, um, but I still anticipate the Blue Jays adding at least one or two bats, and I would be surprised if they did not accomplish that. But it just may require some patience, um, which is the key word for the offseason. I said it a lot on this podcast already but the prices are just really high and teams are kind of just waiting it out for those prices to come down which is another reason why the market's been so inactive yeah an all-star question that i feel like we're getting to the point of the offseason where our all-star chat questions from the discord are like philosophy questions like josh asked what seems more likely to happen teams raise their offers or players lower their ask man it's a tales all this time we just don't know and then like glenn close 2000 who i assume is oscar-winning actress glenn close said will any free agent sign an mlb deal ever again in our lifetime that is where we're at we're talking about the heat death of the universe it is tough <laughs> to stay patient spring training yeah. is next month right like nuts teams like the blue jays need bats they they require bats the yankees require pitchers and we're a month out from certain training and we have not seen that since the Yankees moved their depth for Juan Soto, since the Blue Jays got distracted by Soto and Otani and didn't really move. The market hasn't moved much either. Uh, it's so tough to preach patience. And I completely understand why everyone is asking if their GMs are me, 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 but nothing's going on anywhere. Like every no. single fan base has the same question. It's it's incredible. And um, who would have thought like the international teams would be the most active teams in free agency? I've seen more MLB players sign overseas and players have signed here in the States, which is absolutely just nuts. But it's the it's the reality of, of the free agent market. And, and as Adam said, I totally get the frustration everywhere. Um, and like I get it because I'm frustrated, too. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And in reality, nothing is going on. And it's uh, it's a market that I am not quite used to, but once the floodgates open, and God knows who when that's gonna or when that's gonna be, because this is this is crazy. But it, it it's gonna it, it'll be active at some point. I just I think the January twelfth date that Jeff Passan flo floated out there is probably gonna end up being uh, what's what's happening here. I think there's also some questions that I want to get get to in the in the 
chat here if, if we don't have any more on the all-star if you're okay with that no let's roll right to the chat and again shout out to our all-stars if you're interested in joining just become a member on youtube sign up for that tier if you want to be a, a rumor mill member that's great too we'd love to have you both and uh, we'd love to welcome you to our community but robert take it away go through the comments yeah and first as you as you plugged that um like what i'm about to do is typically what i do in the discord all day every day uh, every day of the week so just this is your incentive to get insider information that not uh not any not many reporters i don't think i think we're the, literally the only reporters to do this which is just another reason why you should join the discord because you will be literally the most informed fan in baseball but anyways let's get into it um Let's see. The first question I saw was, "What is Zach Plesac's deal uh, with the Angels?" I, Not his contract. What's his What's his deal? Like, what's his deal? <laughs> what's his deal? Yeah, I, I will say it's a major league contract. His physical is tomorrow, and it is going to be for a AAV that will surprise you in a good way because it is pretty light. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll give you that much. Um, Let's see. Imanaga to the Phillies um, is the question here from Joe Girardi hater, which that's not very nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would not rule out the Phillies in terms of like the starting pitching market. They are a team that they made a, a strong offer for Yamamoto. They tried there. And if Dave Dombrowski has proven anything over the years, is that he's a very aggressive with starting pitching. And Imanaga, I think, should not be ruled out. I think some of the other top guys shouldn't be ruled out either because um, that's when he likes to strike is with the high-priced options on the on the starting pitching market. So I think that is a um, – I, I think another starting pitcher should absolutely not be ruled out for the Phillies. Um, Robert G., great name. Um is Alex Anthopoulos as secret as he says, or do the Braves rumors get out more than he lets on? He's more secretive than he says. It is it is absolutely incredible how secretive the Atlanta Braves stuff is. And the amount, like, I'm actually at the point now where, like, I find stuff out in the Braves for sure, but I have tweet notifications on for the Braves. And even today, this morning, I was making breakfast, and all of a sudden I see the, see the tweet notification from the Braves saying, Braves signed Chris Sale. I'm like, oh, here we go again. And it's it's truly incredible um, the job that Alex Anthopoulos does keeping stuff in house because like he says he's secretive, but it's it's tr truly to an impressive level how secretive he is. Um, anything else the Dodgers are possibly working on? Uh, I think another starting pitcher absolutely makes sense for them. Um, another outfield bat for sure. I know they've been connected to Teoscar Hernandez. I still think personally another outfield bat. Would make more sense um but can't rule anything out with the dodgers especially considering how much money they've spent and um and i yes i can't confirm by the way that andrew vasquez is signing uh with the tigers that is true um do i anticipate dylan cease being traded it's a good question the, really cease, good question. the cease does tie into the marlins for me too though because it does feel like Teams with assets like Jesus Lazardo, Cabrera, and Dylan Cease are looking at the log jam and the the clogged up dam in the starting pitching market in free agency and saying, okay, great. Well, we have everybody over a barrel. You want a number two. 
you know, Lazardo and Cease are two of the very few available. If you'd rather not surrender money, you'd rather give up assets. We'll take three of your best prospects. Like we'll take three top 100 prospects for these guys. And so the needle's just not really moving there because that is, that's a hell of an ask. Oh, it absolutely is. And like, that's, it's a really, really tough thing to pull off. And like, to me, it, it, it it's what makes a Jesus Lazardo trade unlikely, just considering the asking price. But there is a lot of teams that have checked in there. Dylan Cease, to me, like nothing is close to my knowledge. I think the Orioles make a whole lot of sense. They have the prospect capital to do it for sure. But really, how likely is how likely is a trade? Um, it's not a certainty. I'm going to say that much. Uh, I I think ultimately he's traded, but I I'm not I'm not certain of it for sure. Um, just because like the the White Sox don't need to trade Cease. They have him under contract for two more years. They can hold on to him until the deadline, still get an absolute haul in return when he's got a year and a half of control left. I, I don't. They don't have to trade him now. I think that's how they're operating. And I also don't anticipate Eloy Jimenez being traded either. So I think um, it's pretty quiet in terms of the trade front for the for the White Sox. Was there anything that you wanted to hit on here, Adam? No, I think we covered it all. I mean, look, this is the Andrew Friedman offseason to me, and and not just because he has taken the plunge and gotten Otani and Yamamoto and Glass now. It's because you've got Boris at the top of the market, of course, but you've also got a lot of teams on Bellinger, on Snell, with the information behind the scenes being very rational. And the Andrew Friedman quote that always sticks with me is, if you're rational on every free agent, you'll finish third on every free agent. And it goes for trades and it goes for signings, you're seeing a lot of teams who are unwilling to pay admittedly extremely high prices, and you've got an agent like Boris with so many of the names at the top of the market, and it all leads to a sludge, a quagmire, and that is very much not cool in my humble opinion. No, it's not. Quagmire is not saying giggity in this this point, no. No, he's uh, not. He's not saying giggity. No, no, he's definitely not. And there's a couple more I want to hit on here, too. Great, go for it. I want to get his... I want to get as many questions in as possible because we got some good ones in here today. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, boy, that's a mouthful from Twyla Barn. I'm not going to even address that, that one's one. tough to answer. Yeah, that one's yeah, like keyboard mash. Yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, has Tommy Pham been connected to L.A. at all? Uh, I think he makes sense uh, for both L.A. teams, honestly, but I anticipate him being a late free agent sign and – him not signing anytime soon. So I would not, I would not be looking for Tommy Pham updates anytime soon, but he's the kind of guy who I think last year was really good for rebuilding his reputation because obviously he had the, the slap of Jock Peterson that was heard around the world. That was not so great. Um, but the work that he did in the Arizona Diamondbacks young clubhouse, you talk to people there and they just raved about him and they loved him. And, and even when he was, uh, what was it? Was he with Cincinnati or was he with the Mets? Fam, when that went down, I think Cincinnati, right? Maybe the Padres, Padres Giants. No, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Like, I'll tell you, there's people there that love them. Um, call them just an unbelievable teammate, and even people with the Mets just really raved about him and his work, work, work ethic. And um, yeah, I, I think this last year was really good for his reputation for sure, and I anticipate him. Might be a one-year deal, but I think he's going to end up getting uh, pretty consistent playing time and being a, a nice, late, solid free agent signer for some team. Um, do I anticipate Corbin Burns being traded? No. Uh, I would be really surprised by that. I would not anticipate him being traded at all. Um, 
let's see any Phillies rumors going on not speculation actual rumors starting pitching uh that's that's probably what I'm gonna you're gonna get sick of me saying that for sure but can I interest um, you in some wild speculation? I'll do some wild speculation. You do. Oh God! Hold on to your butts. What do you What do you got here? No, I got nothing. I just, I think Zach Wheeler, <laughs> uh, Zach Wheeler extension. I, I foresee that before the season is over. How about that? Oh, that's not wild speculation at all. That's that's go. that's good speculation. That's very good speculation. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, let's see. Um, I love that Henry Gobel is doing the Andrew Vasquez victory lap in the in the chat here. That is awesome. Uh, pass and report of the Giants are expected by MLB execs to sign one of the top four clients. Can you touch more on that? I mean, I think it makes a whole lot of sense because if you look at the the top four Boris clients, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Matt Chapman, and Cody Bellinger. And um, I have not admittedly heard the Montgomery Giants connections at all, but I have like for all the other free agents, it makes sense. And Blake Snell, obvious connection there um he's been linked there and bob melvin is their manager who managed him in, in san diego i think that makes a whole lot of sense have a clear need for another starter after missing out on yamamoto uh matt chapman also has connection to bob melvin makes a whole lot of sense there solves a another need in the infield there um and cody bellinger has ties to farhan zaidi from their dodgers days so like and they also have another need for an outfielder after missing out on otani here so like there's there's a lot of different fits there, and I think Passon was right. I expect them to land at least one of those guys. Two, two is going to be tough. I think if what's more likely, and again, just speculating, because like landing two of these guys is going to cost a lot of dough. But if you want to add, let's say, a Matt Chapman type and then top it off with an Imanaga signing, I think that is like I – th- I think that – is possible um again just my speculation on my end i don't want to make it sound like i'm reporting anything but um i think that has is more likely than say like uh them signing two of the big boris guys wow um i i also agree with that and i've been eyeing the giants for months now and i think so have giants fans but like you said international teams are picking up more free agents than domestic major league baseball teams and international free agents are signing more regularly than domestic free agents. The Padres have built an entire bullpen out of them. So hopefully we get something more tangible. Luckily we will be back on Monday. Uh, So we'll be next Monday and next Thursday, please. I got one more that I want to touch on here. Uh, Any tangible angels news you can touch on. Tangible. I'm going to, I'll leave you with this. I have heard them especially in the last 72 hours, really connected to outfielders, um, not just Teoscar Hernandez. So a few different ones that I've heard them connected to, and it seems like that is one of their priorities for sure, um, in addition to adding a starting pitcher and also bullpen help. So I think those are really the three areas that I would focus on for sure. And a player that makes a lot of sense for them is Adam Duvall. I think that makes a heck of a lot of sense. Makes a heck of a lot of sense for a lot of good teams because he's a good baseball player. You're going to see some you're going to see some extremely important players this season sign in months where they really should not be signing. You're going to be like, "Oh, why is why did five All-Stars sign on March 19th?" And we'll have to be like, "Eh. Oh well." Um see see you guys at the All-Star game in Texas, hopefully. Well, we will be back here uh <laughs> 
3.30 Eastern, Monday and Thursday next week. We're going to keep pumping, even though this offseason has been dull. We are having a damn good time. And based on the volume of comments, so are you all, because you all showed up. You guys keep showing up. You're the best. Uh, we love our commenters. We love our subscribers. We love our members. We'll see you in the Discord, hopefully. If you aren't if you aren't in yet and you're interested, please join. Become a member. Pick your level. Our production team will help you get in if you're struggling to get in. I personally am technologically dog shit, so I tried to help some people get in and failed. But our producers, for sure, know better than me. They can get the job done. Just comment on this video after it goes live. Not in the chat, but on the actual video. Uh, and we'll help you get in for sure. Uh, until next time, I am Adam Weinrib. Uh, Robert, uh, what are you going to be doing during your gap? Glue to your phone. Go to. The, I know you get scoops at the gym typically, so you're going to go to the gym try to grab some more scoops. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because I, so I'm going to leave you guys with this. I would like. I was debating this with my editor Mark Powell on, on our call, on a call yesterday. How many scoops I've gotten at the gym this year? I would say 60% of my scoops have come while I've been at the gym. One of them was on the, actually two of them were on the calf raise machine and a few of them have come while I've been doing the bench press. So I don't know exactly what's going on with that, but it is a tale as old as time. Whenever I'm at the gym, scoops happen. So I think I'm going to just have to live in the gym. I actually, I have not worked out yet today. Today was supposed to be a rest day, but I might just for baseball Twitter's sake, might have to go to the gym so I can get some action. Cause this is, this is absolutely incredible. This is what a freaking off season this is, Adam. Holy smokes. Well, we're happy to spend this freaking off season with you all. I am happy to spend it with you, Robert. And again, he's doing great work in the Discord every single day, dropping nuggets. Uh, people in the comments have attested so far. Uh, but I would agree that uh, Robert does incredible work on Twitter, in the Discord, in his private life, at the gym. In, in oh, yeah. Wait, wait, should I drop two minor league signings while we're here, by the way? Why wouldn't you? Let's go. So here, here's what I got is uh, Oscar Mercado and Cle uh, Kevin Ploiecki uh, are both signing with the San Diego Padres on minor league deals. So both Padres legends are are back in San Diego. So um, don't think those have hit the hit the web yet, but um, I, I did drop them, both of those actually in the discord. So mm -hmm. those are just another reason why you should join it, because that is like a, a legit thing that I actually drop in there. I give you scoops. Oh my God. And they, they did absolutely gift the, in the discord, they gift me doing the show. Shout out to beyond the halo who's in there. Um, absolute hero. Cause goodness me, what a time. Yes. If you join the discord, you will see the gift that we <laughs> promised of Robert doing the double thumbs up. Uh, hopefully see you there before Monday's show. If not, uh, we will see you live next Monday at, at 3.30 Eastern time. Same time, same channel, different show. Hopefully we'd love a little bit of movement. For Robert Murray, I am Adam Weinerb. Take care, be well, and uh, tip your closers handsomely because they really need it. No, absolutely, we do. Yeah, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm telling you, we need fingers crossed. We need action in baseball. Adam Weinerb, thank you so much as always. Good, sir. You're the man. Thank you. You're the man. Thank you. Why doesn't it do it for me? Like, this is just not fair. I whip. That's why. Yeah, it's terrible. But, hey, we'll, we'll see everyone on, what, Monday? Yeah, see everybody right back here on Monday. Take care, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.